This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in the 2020s. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. On this episode of The Great Equalizer, peace. Sam is out. Charlene has to pivot. Pivot. <laughs> and we tackle the always topical division of labor. At Christmas time. With special guest and fellow content creator, Terence Mentor. Hello. What's up? What's up? NM, yo. What's that? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> Which is a big fat lie because there is a lot going on. Yeah, a lot is going on. We completely skipped Red October and we're just like into December. October? <laughs> January, February, March, April, May, June, July. <laughs> now. And another year gone. Fuck. It's been rough, man. My emotions are all over the place. I just need to fill our listeners in in case nobody picked up on the fact that after last episode's breakdown, my period did in fact <laughs> arrive two days later. Not to um, invalidate my feelings, feelings at the yes, time. Yes. Past Sam is 100% validated, <laughs> but it's not easy to navigate the shiz when you are hormonal at the same time. Well, a case in point, <laughs> hi, on flow is due to roll into town any day now. So Charlene's just, the waterworks just. Where are your tissues? <laughs> Tyler, have you got some? Tyler's got a Tyler's stash. Tyler's got, look, look. Thanks, Ty. Tissue. <laughs> we got it. Serviettes, we but are, they're tidier than a, than a box we of tissues. We are sorted for you. We are sorted for you. But, I mean, I'm, I might also very well be on my way out. I'm like, I'm done. I'm <laughs> Tell done. me about this. The other day, we were watching a Christmas movie because that is what you do at this time of year. You, you have movie nights. You get in the mood. festive. Let's watch The Grinch. In The Grinch, and we always watch the Jim Carrey version. Yes. In The Grinch, he takes out the yellow pages of Whoville at one point and stands at the top of his little mountain, crag, whatever he, you know, lives on yes. in isolation. Looks like heaven to me, like Princess Elsa's... Uh, Ice castle. castle that yes. I mean, why would anybody pull her out of that? It looks like a dream. <laughs> <laughs> of course, she wants to be alone. The snow never in bothered isolation. her anyway. Exactly. As with she the gets Grinch. to poo in peace there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. As with the Grinch, he's on his crag and he's got the Whoville's yellow pages and he's going, he names all the Who's and he's like, blah, 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 blah. I hate you. Blah, 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 blah. I hate you. Blah, 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 blah. I hate. And then he gets to one person and he goes, who I loathe you. <laughs> and Ray said, well, there's Sam. <gasps> Sam, it's you. Wow. I was like, quite right, my love. Quite right. I will own I'm it. I'm done. I I don't like people at the moment. <laughs> I am like, I'm peopled out. Yeah. I'm done. Mm. There, there have been a lot of school concerts, meetings, 
plays end of year end end everything I like I'm done you are at your end and the this end is, is officially this is when I've got to like buy presents for people with love <laughs> <laughs> yeah like have a th- put like thought into oh I want to buy this one this no you get fuck all <laughs> I'm done. I'm so grumpy. I'm so grinchy. I. <sighs> yeah. You and Rhett. Is it? Same WhatsApp group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rhett's a proper same. Grinch. I always call him the Grinch. This India stuff is really getting to me this year. The um, There's a lot of expectation. The My emotions are running high at Elijah's last year at his current school before he moves on to grade R. Um, and this is also the time, the amazing time of year where other parents justify why their kids are going to, a, a, why they've opted for a different route to the one you've opted for. And I'm like, la, 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 don't want to hear it because it makes me feel like shit when you try and justify your decisions, you know, and, and, you know, it's not one or the other. Guess what? My decision can be just as right as yours. Listen, not to invalidate that argument, but has it occurred to you that maybe those people are not doing it at you? They're probably voicing it out loud, trying to convince themselves more 100%, of their own decision. Which is why I'm not into people right now. I'm gotcha. like, I can see what you're going through. I'm not here for you, mm. darling. I'm here for me. I, I, I do not have the capacity to take your insecurities and put them on my shoulders. Yeah. So, yes, I know that they're not doing it at me. They're not trying to convince me. Likely, they're trying to convince themselves. There's a lot swimming around you. And I don't I, have the energy like, to think oof, about all of it. I don't have the I energy. Just, my inbox is full. We've spoken about teachers' gifts on the show a lot before. You voice noted me about expectations and how we don't need to be doing this. I always try and look for the most cost-effective option because especially at ECD level, your kids have many coaches, many teachers. Mm. Noah has three teachers. Elijah has two teachers in his class. That's five. Five times, like, so a hundred rand gifts, not a lot of money. Mm. Times five is 500. However, the school principal and vice principal aren't just heads that have nothing to do with the kids. They're very involved Involved, with the kids. The aftercare teachers and then coaches, it adds up to like 10. And at our school, we've got also, which I, I mean, I don't mind it. I'm happy to contribute. Um, gifts for the groundsmen and mm. the extended staff and make their Christmas uh, worth celebrating as well. It's which a lot. I want to, I want to, because I do appreciate, I, as much as I don't like people, as much as I want to stand at the top of my little hill with the, the yellow pages, the, the Johannesburg yellow pages in my hand and be like, I loathe you. I don't really, I do appreciate these people. Mm. And a lot of teachers always hit my inbox when I mention it on social media and say like, what the fuck is up with teacher's gifts? And a lot of them are teachers going, this is what's up. And I get it. I do get it. It's just another thing on top of everything else, mm. you know? So it's a lot. It's just a lot to carry in isolation. It's just a teacher's gift. You're showing your appreciation, which you do have appreciation. You're not like, fuck you. You don't deserve a gift. You teach the kids. You get paid for that shit. That's not the opinion. But it's just something else. Simple example. I can relate and I'm sure other parents can. 
dis- having a discussion with another mom yesterday at our school. They are chain. They they are doing um, inter house sports. Okay, mm. and so everybody is in a color house. And so when we started off the year, Joshua was in the yellow house. We, as we do as a family, all got our yellow T-shirts on and we're there. We're rooting for each other. And then yesterday, we get a WhatsApp. These are the kids and how they're divided into their different houses. Joshua's now in the red house. And so I'm talking to this mom and she's like, how can they spring this on me at such a late stage? I now have to go and buy a blue shirt because she does not own a single blue shirt and so I am, because also her daughter's like very girly, girly, glitzy, glam and studded pink shirts. It's just her, her, her personality. So the wardrobe doesn't have anything blue in it. And it seems like such a simple thing because just get a blue T-shirt. But the mom is like, do you have any idea That's the impact of this yes. inconvenience? Like the level of disruption you're causing in my life. Because we're at that point where if things do not land exactly as they should like if I drop my toothbrush in the morning my whole day is stuffed because that adds to the time that I need to get through to get to the next thing 100% that is the perfect analogy do not spring at this late stage a blue shirt on me yes is exactly how I'm feeling. And unfortunately, teachers' gifts land up in that in that category. Mm, mm. Not to discount the hard work of we are I'm grateful. I'm mm. so and I, I actually thought of writing the teacher a letter and and want to express express my gratitude and thanks towards her, which I think and I'm pretty sure she'll appreciate much more than than a 120 rand gift. Plus, a, you're an exceptional writer. You should do that. And please send it to me so I can just cry. Because <laughs> you feel like <laughs> you crying. just get all the light. <laughs> so I, I do have gratitude for these people. There is also the small element of competition amongst parents that I am not here for. Just, yeah, I don't subscribe to that. So there's a, there's a small part of me that when I see these these, oh, that's a great idea. And you see things online and you see like, this is a great teacher's gift. It's like little boxes with like world's best teacher mugs and mm. blah, blah, blah. Amazing. Cannot afford it. I cannot afford a hundred rand per teacher times 10. Mm. I just, so I I pride myself on the creative <laughs> year in gifts that I've come up with. Elijah has also added to, with his Christmas joy, bless him, has added to his untainted you know, Christmas joy. He's like, you know, Charlie. Remember old Charlie? Charlie would like get this <laughs> a farm set for Christmas. Wow. Elijah has promised him a farm. a farm set, the same one that because Elijah his has at his farmers. <laughs> so he's like, "Mommy, please, I promised, I promised Charlie that I would get him the same farm set that I have at Oma and Opa's house." I promised him that I would get it for him for Christmas. Can we do that? And I'm like, how do I look at my kid who wants to give someone a gift? Yes. And say no. So now I've got family gifts. I've got my kids' gifts, teachers' gifts, groundsmen, extramural, blah, blah, blah. And Charlie's gifts, my kids' friends. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm skint. I'm flat broke on my ass. And I gotta like really think creatively with very 
little in Bandwidth. my tank. Bandwidth, yes. I've, I don't have a lot in my tank. I'm done. I'm depleted. And that is that is where I'm at. We're going to carry on talking about the, the labor and the load and the extra mother load that we carry. At this time, at as this we always do. Yeah, we and do. I mean, this isn't us just bitching about how weighed down we feel. We're only having this conversation so that whoever listens to us will feel less alone. If you're feeling like we do, it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's a, thing. a lot. Mm. And, I, and I think too, you need to get to a position where you look at the the social pressures and think whether it's something you want to subscribe to or not. Maybe yes. you do. Maybe you do want to have, I know someone um, who's an extremely creative person and like pulls out all the stops. She's a, like a Pinterest worthy mom of note. If she's listening, she knows exactly who she is. <laughs> And and that's cool too. I can look at her there. You I mean can... you mean it's not me? That's <laughs> <laughs> not you, Shani. Oh, as much as I love you. <laughs> do you have a cricket machine? No, I you do don't. Not. <laughs> not yet. It's the cricket machine moms that I'm talking about. That like you go go. I you know I will all power cheer to you, you on because you go. Yeah. But but might I just put it out there that for the the cricket moms, the cricket machine moms, and if you don't know what, what a cricket is, then how dare you? Not sponsored. <laughs> no, cricket, please don't send me a machine because <laughs> I will do nothing with it. Yeah. Cricket, C-R-I-C-U-T is like a crafty thingamabob machine. The cricket moms, if in April, May or June – you could be like, I have this idea for Christmas gifts. You've got my money, guys. <laughs> yes. You've got. Do not spring it on me in November. But you, you've got my money. If you come to me mid year with the end year teacher's gift in mind, you have my business. <laughs> I'm that. I'm putting it out there. <laughs> I digress, Charlene, because yes. I want to hear. I want to hear about your pivot. Oh gosh. Okay. So yes, all of the things you're feeling, right there with you. Same WhatsApp group, I got you, I'm feeling them, I'm overwhelmed by them, except I think this year I haven't had as much opportunity to wallow in them because I had was thrown a curveball by the GDE um, for my son's grade one application and it's a very long story that I can get into very much detail. But the short version of that is that we were placed at a school that we did not know existed. And after a very long roundabout discussion, fight, begging, crying, driving to the GDE, phoning, emailing. Humiliating. Yes. Um, I, we, we have no choice. We're going to this school. We mm -hmm. have pivoted. We have looked at the school. We have done all the due diligence that we did with all the other schools we looked at. And um, and you applied to? Four. We have four schools. Yeah, so we applied to four schools. On recommendation. You did. You yes. ticked all of, as you do. And I because did, that's I did what the research. Do. I did the homework. I. You ticked <laughs> all of the boxes. It's frustrating. The, I've had several discussions with several people on the inside, on the know, um, not parents, people on the inside of the school placement system. And it is not what it is made out to be. Let me just say that. 
I will not get into the details of the conspiracy. But I think the most upsetting thing is that we landed where we landed, not in an above-board manner, is what I will say. And so the theory of you apply in the GDE places you where there is space, in theory is true, but I've arrived at the uh, assumption that schools do have an insight into who is on the list and for their school and who is not. And so I don't know what to do with that information, but be that as it may, we have arrived where we are and things do happen for a reason. I have a really good feeling about the school. And so we have pivoted not only because we had to, but our minds, we have, we're refocused and we're excited. We're excited. We're in a good place. We're content. Um, my husband said to me that our children will be better South Africans for going to this school. And that's all I needed. That was all I needed because that's the goal. I'm going to, yeah. <laughs> well done to you guys. Yes, it's a shame. While you gather yourself, Charlene, mm. I want to fill our, perhaps we have overseas listeners or listeners who who aren't aware. Oh, yes, the references I'm making. But in South Africa currently, if you want to apply to a public school, you need to apply to a school that you're zoned for within a five-kilometer radius. In terms of, of your residential ten. address, pl- yeah, pl- yeah, geographical location. It could. What could also be taken into context is where you work, etc. But things in our schooling system are not always as they appear to be, and we are going to leave it at that. But there is a process. It is a long and lengthy process it is a faulty process it is very flawed and that it's i just, think it's is emotionally common, taxing yeah. on parents and you know i it's think it's not it's not fair it's not i also want to just say i want to make a disclaimer mm-hmm. i am checking my privilege at the door here because i am not one of the parents who has to wake my kid up at 3 a.m. in the morning and get them dressed and without food in their tummies, walk to Mm. the nearest public transport location to commute for an hour or more to be able to arrive at their place of education on time and have a full day of learning on an empty stomach. I'm not that person. And so I am grateful for what I have been given and that's why I love the school and I will embrace it with it's a great school, but even if it wasn't, I would still have embraced my position. I just cannot deal with breaking my child's heart in telling him that you're not going to the school we applied to. In fact, you're not going to any of the four schools we had exposed you to. Not only are you not going to only be placed with maybe some of your friends at the new school, you will not be placed with a single person you knew from Mm. before because we all live in the same geographical area and so all of those people will be spread amongst these few schools and so chances are you'll see one or two faces wherever you go which was my reassurance to him and probably my mistake because we were placed in a completely different school not geographically at all close to us and so he starts afresh in a new big pond and to have to explain that to him that Everything that you have believed to be your reality, 
chuck that out the window. Yeah. We're starting new. So I can pivot. I'm an adult. I can pivot. Kids are, re- are, are resilient and they can pivot. But the fact that I have to put him through that, it hurts. And it makes you angry as a parent. Like, do it to me. That's fine. Do I'll not, take it. Do Don't not do, do it, it to, to my, my kid. kid. Mm. I'm with you. Yeah. So that's that on the pivoting. <laughs> it's been a lot of heavy lifting, right? We've done a lot of, we've had a lot of shit put onto our shoulders that we knew was coming. The festive stuff we know is coming every year. We know that as festive and fun as it's supposed to be it all falls on our shoulders to make the fun to make the magic happen and that consequentially is not very fun for us but Charlene my dear friend what if I told you that you would have an opportunity to take a break this Christmas I'd say you're fucking (laughs) lying I am I am psych (laughs) I lie Yes, you do lie. It's not true. It's That's definitely not happening. No. You are not going to be taking a break. Um, you are going to be working harder again before the year rolls on and we face another new year. new year with additional challenges. So why don't we spend this time talking about all the extra fun things that we feel obliged to in the name of being festive. festive. What we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planet Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are amazingly insightful and incredibly divine human beings. And a fucking delight, to be honest. We reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag no judges. How's your, how's your Holly Jolly looking? I don't know. What did you say? What did you say? We don't get Holly. We don't have Holly in South Africa, and my Jolly has fucked right off. <laughs> I don't have any of that. <laughs> Do not be fooled by the antlers, Sam. <laughs> we try. The antlers make us try. They make us look the part. In fact, listening to that little snippet is the most relaxed I've felt in <laughs> months because I could just fall asleep on my microphone. That was 18 seconds, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the best 18 seconds of my life. <laughs> Sorry, Reg, you've given, me, you've given me good 18 seconds on occasion. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, in case you didn't know by my um, yellow pages anecdote, I'm finding it very difficult to get in the mood. But there's no foreplay, Sam. The foreplay for Christmas is the load. So, like, how are you supposed to get in the mood when getting to the place that you're going is just work? Yeah. I don't don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll say this. Past Sam, who was very enthusiastic about giving my at that time one child a very festive fun-filled Christmas experience and hashtag hashtag making memories 
I was very invested and I put the spirit of Christmas in my child. Why did you do that? Oh, that? Is Karen Sam regretting just her a, past decisions? Just a warning for parents of uh, pregnant parents, perhaps, and parents of babies. Be careful. Yes. Be, be careful. <laughs> you could be creating you, a monster. What you sow, you will reap. <laughs> and it's look, I'm grateful for him. Uh, he actually said to me the other day, what's Sam? What's the spirit of Christmas? Because I think I have it. <laughs> you do have it, my baby. You do have it. He does. He's got it in bucket loads. And thank goodness for that little boy. Because, I mean, um, on the 20th of November, no less. You know, actually, after Halloween, he started nagging me to put up the Christmas decorations. I'm like, it's too soon. Yes. It's too soon. Please, let's wait. But he was nagging so much and... We were at a point one weekend where um, I needed to do something with them. And I was like, okay, well, we're doing it's this. 10 days before we technically should be doing it. But who gives who a shit? What, what throw could, the rule would, book out yeah, the window. We did. He, you know how shit it is to take the tree out and when you piece it because we don't have like a fancy we got the plastic tree that you piece yes, together yes, with a like base you know everything fits like a puzzle and then you gotta like undo the, tr- the branches he, Elijah is almost six he'll be six next month and he did all of that oh man he did it um, and we were the ones who put the helped him put the ornaments on. And each one, he goes, "Oh, Sam, remember this one?" Oh my and gosh! And "Remember this one?" And he like, he got us, you know, sort of in the mood on on the same day. Um, <laughs> I decided to bake cookies with the boys. Um, Black Friday special. I got the inner palm and like oh. pre-mixed chocolate chip cookies. I'm like, okay, because with Elijah, I could do things from scratch. We made gingerbread cookies and I was, I really, really did the things so heavy with the, the, the spirit, like really leaned into Christmassy, yes. everything, gingerbread, Alice. Yes. With Noah in the mix, he's a crazy mofo. <laughs> He's a wild animal. Yeah. It's a second child thing, mm. in my opinion. And so it's boxed in apartment cookies for for the foreseeable future. <laughs> um, and you're that irritated. The thanks, shit. In apartment. Oh, yeah, thanks in apartment. Um, Doing moms a solid. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that irritated me so much <laughs> the whole time. The I whole time. You know, that's a lot. The butter's the first thing you put in and then you cream it, you know, and you mix it. And they're like, ooh, can we taste? We're like, it's butter, you idiots. No, you cannot taste the butter. It's going to make your stomach I will tell you when you can lick the spoon. It's not now. (laughs) Can we lick it now? Can we lick it now? Are we there yet? It's And then like they want to lick the whole bowl before they've actually put the damn cookies on, you know. And I just said to Ray after that, I hope I managed to hide my irritation because yeah, I want that to be a good memory. For there was one point when I had just had Noah. Noah was newborn, and um, I don't know what I was doing. I'd I'd made cookies for some other reason, and without Elijah, and he went, <sighs> smells like homemade cookies. So those oh are good. Gosh. Those were good yeah. memories for him, and I could see that 
that I had put in place the neurological pathway that made that smell remember that time with mom. Yes. I'm not there anymore. Yes. I no, hope yeah. to one day I've get never back been there. there. I don't know about the neuro- neurological <laughs> pathway that I have not paved. <laughs> I hope I hope one day they I hope that even for that one cookie session where I'm just like do not eat do not eat the, the butter. butter. <laughs> it is not cookie dough. Yes. It is butter yes. or like or butter, sugar and egg. There is raw egg in this yes. mixture. You cannot lick the spoon. And then in a Palmans set comes with a bag of choc chip cookies. I'm like, great, that's a perfect thing for Noah to put in. While Elijah's mixing the dry ingredients, he's a bit older, he can handle this. Noah's got the choc chip cookies literally funneling it down his throat. How does that surprise you, though? Do you know Noah? It does not surprise me. And, I, you know, I I can't remember. I've blanked it out. I can't remember whether I went... No, my boy. Let's not. Well, let's not do that. Let's put it in the cookies. Or I went, what the fuck are you doing? Don't your fucking mouth. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what I did. I hope. It it remains to be seen what damage I caused my children's psyche. In that moment, I meant well. I will say this. Your urologist will be proud (laughs) because you spent time. With your children. Oh, my God. <laughs> Have we said this on air yet? We haven't. We it's haven't. an inside joke. So but we let's may as well explain, fill in our Let's listeners. explain the inside joke. I have an anxious u- urethra. We've discussed this we've, on the podcast. This we've yes. discussed. I My anxiety shows up in many delightful ways, including ulcers, um, bladder you know, infections, lo- many bladder infections, cystitis, etc. So... Um, Especially now, since having kids, uh, my bladder is is very anxious and kind of tightens up. And I recently went to the urologist and he said, it's better not to be on chronic medication for this because then you lose control of your bladder. Yes. So in order to have control of your bladder, but also not for it to be so tight, you need to find more natural ways to relax. Great. I was like, amazing. What do you suggest? And he said to me, dun, dun, spend more time with your children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So, yes, your urologist will be proud. I have a question for you, though. Mm. Is your bladder less anxious for it? No. <laughs> right. So that's out the window, <laughs> Doc. Sweet advice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look. Listen, you may have created this monster. I did. But you... The Christmas monster. But I am envious of your determination. And because I just don't... I just... I've fucking given up. I'm just like, will we have elves? We may. Will we have a tree? We may. I've just relinquished all control. So I'm just like, when do you want to put up the tree? We want to do it today. I'll go fetch it. There it is. Put it up. Have at it. Have it. Just, you want elves? You fucking do it. Go get the elves. Rhett can take control of what the elves are doing. I'm not doing it. Is Rhett happy to take control of what the elves are doing? Yeah, no. He doesn't really care. It's neither here nor there for him. He's at the point where like, what do I need to do? Cool, I'm doing it. What do you need I'll do it. Expectations of the elf are very high. Our elf is called Rookie. Yes. And from when Elijah was one... Rookie came and Rookie did the most amazing Pinterest-worthy creative things again. 
public service announcement to moms of really small babies. Don't do it. <laughs> unless you are willing to commit for the next decade. So I've paid money for little elf activities packaged very nicely by a very nice creative cricket worthy mom who's made little ski poles for elf rookie and someone just has to put rookie out with these little ski poles someone before we go to bed let's do it dad can do that dad just put put the ski poles in ray it all comes in a bag with instructions yes read the instructions and just do it (laughs) i'm grumpy now i'm grumpy now but i I hope, I hope, like, looking back 10 years from now at those bloody rookie pictures that I will appreciate the hard work that I put in. I'm not feeling it right now. But I think I've put enough things in place, like instilling the, the kind of joy for Christmas and the expectation in Elijah – he brings the fun now, mm. and um, his brother will pick up on that. Which yeah, is nice. which he's already so doing. So, like, the job I'm, done there. I'm a little super bit. grinchy, but I've also, I've also got like advent calendars. Like, shout out to I wrote it down because I knew I was going to forget. Advent Town, it's like a little little box houses. Yes, that you can pre-make and put shit in. I bought it last year, made it, and then got Lego advent calendars, and that will just get reused and oh right, alternated, rather than the fucking chocolates. Well, we've got that too. Because well, Elijah asked. For I was the just gonna say, my kids chocolate. have been asking since the Christmas shit hit the shelves, and I was just oh, like, yeah. Okay. Only on the 1st of December. The 1st of December is arriving it's with not, a vengeance. Yes. It is, it is imminent. It is upon us. Yes. It is upon us. Look, we're doing it all. I've wrapped books, 24 yes. picture books. What happened I've to done past that? Sam there? Is that still happening? That's, I'm not wrapping the books this year. The, the year Noah was born, I had a two-month-old. And I wrapped 24 books in front of Elijah. And I said, it's like a surprise. So we count down. But they're books you already own. And he was three going on four at the time. And he opened the first one. And he went, it's not a new book. And I went, well, fuck you. <laughs> yes. He was supposed to get the Lego Advent calendar that year. In addition to all the 24 books that I wrapped. And I was like, Lego Advent calendar will wait till next year. Because mm. you're being a little I'm grateful, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was I, three going on four. I remember that discussion, yeah. About the gratitude, right? So mm. I've got I've got a bunch of things that I've collected over the years that now I can alternate, I can decide. Am I doing Advent Town? Are we doing the Lego Advent Calendar? Are we going to do books? So it's there, but I think we're, the reason I'm struggling to find the joy is because of all the other mounting stuff that I've got to deal with if I was doing nothing else if I didn't have work deadlines and pressures mm. and end of year uniform buying for next year blah 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 and the emotional toll it takes to see my little boy graduate from grade RR you know and from the school it's as though there isn't space There's to nothing. just be in those moments yeah. there's not enough space to just be in those moments feel those feels and be like okay it's part of the process on to the next thing. There's no space for that. So that's it's a whirlwind. It's just that's my regret about the the cookies, right? I can I see it for what it is. I'm looking at the calendar. I'm going. There's no time to do the cookie tradition. Today we're gonna do it. Come hello high water. But I'm 
really not in the moment. I'm absent from the moment. And and I think a lot of parents get criticized for their absence and for being detached. And I'm here to say, I feel you guys. Mm. It's hard to be in the moment when you are sitting with your heart in your throat and you feel this much pressure because you're trying to do right by your kids. So, And I know what we would say to one another. You don't have to do it. Mm. Take the pressure off. Also, traditions can change. We implemented yeah. those traditions and at that during that season of our lives, that was a tr- good enough tradition. We're pivoting. We're pivot. forced to pivot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So if you, if you have to let go of traditions or skip a year, fuck, if COVID is hasn't taught us that, exactly. then, you know. So I, I mean, as you said, we're recording this. We're recording it so that it can be released sort of first week of Christmas-ish, but it's not yet the first week of Christmas. So I have yet to decide, are we just sticking with the chocolate calendar and being done with it? Or do I, it's literally an on-the-moment decision that I'm going to, do I do a different, cal- I mean, it's so silly. Charlene, come on, like, <laughs> there, there are other things in this world besides what Advent calendar I decide on, yes, right? Yes, but it's not your reality you're thinking of, yeah. You're not thinking of Sam and whatever's easy for Sam. You're you're thinking of Elijah, how is how is yeah. my decision? And that's the thing with parenting. You can't just be like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going with it. You don't just, and I don't have to say this to parents out there. We're all parents. We know what it's like, that weight of how is what I decide here going to impact my child and how he feels mm. and how, because to your child, these traditions have become his only frame of reference. Oh, and he his loves His whole so little much. world. Yeah. And then who are you to, like, stomp on that for him with, fuck that, mom didn't have time this year. It's a lot. It's a lot. I'll tell you what I did do. I think that now that you say that, I eliminated the part of Christmas that he doesn't care about. And that's the family, the whites of family get-togethers. Even if you have the perfect family, which I know you fucking don't. Nobody has the perfect family. Yeah. So... It's hard to get together without there being drama one way or another. And I wanted to sign myself out of that and booked a holiday last year for my family of four. So we will be, it's the first year we've ever done it. We will be spending Christmas, just the four of us, on the beach. Elijah does not expect. And nor does Noah. They don't expect a cooked Christmas lunch, luncheon, everybody which, around the table. Which, when you have a get family get together, that is often the expectation. Mm. My kids will be happy with fish and chips on the beach. Yes. And so I've eliminated that, and that's possibly sort of a kudos to me moment. May and and I might miss it this year, and then that's okay. Then next year we pick it up again. Um, and of course, b- them being boys, they'll want that cooked meal around family and with their grandparents in future. But this is anyway, it's a decision I've made. I don't need to justify it. But perhaps there where it comes to the mother load, because moms do m- who who creates the menu, who decides who's invited is is. And if you're hosting, everyone's like, OK, what time must we be there? What do we bring? A lot and of decisions. It's so much. Mm. That's when all lot. you want to say is, um, like the message you sent to 
uh, Ray around um, Elijah's birthday, which we discussed the other day, was just like, I'm handing this over to Ray. Yeah. Off you go. Yeah. So I think I eliminated. I'm like, I don't want to make decisions on behalf of Ray's family or on behalf of mine. Or my therapist says what I tend to do is, and I know a lot of moms are going to be this way, uh, be this way. So this is why I'm sharing you want to make it nice for everybody else. Why are you making it nice for everybody else? Make it nice for yourself. I was just about to say, unless, of course, it really genuinely makes you happy to do all those things. Then cool. Yeah. You know, because there is really, there are people who get a kick out of that kind of thing. It fuels their fire. Out of creating menus and cooking and, oh, and setting the, the perfect Christmas table. Yeah, and, and they're yeah. really good at it. They're good at it. And so if it feels, I, I have many friends who do that. And I, I just look at them and I'm just like, I envy you for having that, for doing this. It's such hard work. And not feeling resentful or bitter about it. You're genuinely doing it because you enjoy it. And for me... That's the only reason you should be doing it. Mm. And so if it ain't serving you, honey, mm. boot it out the fucking door. Mm. I mean, I don't think there's any right or wrong way to cut this tomato. But I think what we ha- what we discussed last year, we did an episode called Moms Make the Magic. And that's, again, talking about that division of labor, talking about the mother load, talking about the fact that we make all these, dis- I've got decision fatigue already, mm, you know, mm, mm. and we haven't even gotten to December. You were resigning from your position. You wanted a wanted demotion, demotion in our last discussion. In October, yes. yes, I'm done, you know. So that load does often fall on the shoulders of of moms. And that is why, again, we find ourselves talking about the mother load this year. And I think a lot of listeners will be inclined to villainize dads in this moment when we chat about the division of labor, okay, so what's the dad doing? Putting his feet up and having a beer while mom sits and bastes a turkey or, or you know, tends to the chicken. Sure, but we didn't marry assholes, right? Mm. Um, and it just so happens that a few weeks ago we chatted to another dad who is not an arsehole. Um, He's a pretty involved dad who advocates for fatherhood, involved fatherhood. Yes. Terence Mentor was our guest, a.k.a. Aphrodite. He is a father and a husband and also a fellow content creator, no stranger to TGE, with a passion for parenting. We had a pretty enlightening discussion with him about being a father in the 2020s. And it was just, I was lacquered to have him in the studio. Yeah, it was, and to see him in person finally mm, for the mm. first time ever. So, mm. listeners, viewers... Stay tuned to hear what Terence Mentor, a.k.a. Afro Daddy, had to say. This is a very special surprise episode of The Great Equalizer. Cross, Afro Daddy, cross. Have you asked, Have your, you asked your dad minus Sean Lutz? Yeah, hello. Hey. Hello. You people are, you're real. You're real and people. And so are you, the yes. Look in, at this. Look at this. Oh, you're touching. 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 He's real. <laughs> I almost said I've, I've been touching him, but then I thought that's inappropriate. <laughs> Sorry, Julie. I didn't mean it like that. Just uh, a formal handshake, Julie. That's all that's happened. <laughs> Terrence, look in that camera right there. You have Say cameras. hello. Hello, Hi. TGE listeners and viewers. And hello, tell, tell the nice people who you are. Hello, TGE viewers and listeners, uh, for those of you on the YouTube. 
My name's Aphrodite. You can see why. Uh, um, well, the first part, you can see why. The second part is because I'm a dad. Uh, for you listening, I have, I have big hair. Lots of hair. That's great. Uh, I'm a fatherhood content creator. Yes. I guess it's the only way I can, I can explain that. And uh, recently started uh, or restarted my podcasting. Uh, myself and, like you said, Sean Lewitz do a podcast called Have You Asked Your Dad? where we ask questions that dads normally don't get asked. And we love that you ask questions that uh, dads normally don't get asked because we are driven crazy by by the questions and the load, the mother load. So you guys very expertly take on some of that mother load. I love that show. Just just shifting some of the responsibility. Not all the responsibility. We're not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we can't do all the things moms do. <laughs> Come on. Uh, but just, yeah, just a little bit. Little bits. Small steps. We're going to talk about that. Oh, but dear. first tell us, who calls you dad? Uh, Liam and Eli. Liam's eight years old and um, he's, he's the physically capable member of the family. Um, he's very smart and just just able to like deal with whatever life throws at him. Eli is, I need to get this right, seven. <laughs> and um, he's our big thinker and dreamer and um, master manipulator. So, so Eli's like CEO or cult leader. That's, the wow. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, 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 where, that's where I see him. Um, and uh, yeah, they're my two boys and I love them very much. And you have two cats and a dog. Yeah, we don't really talk about the dog too much. Ugh. Dogs. Julie does uh, though. Julie does all the time and it drives me crazy. But my cats, Luna and, and Dexter, they're the best <laughs> because they don't bark and they don't make a lot Charlene's of noise. Al- did you know this? That I have Charlene's also a cat. Oh, really? Person. In my household, yes. Cats are great, right? I love cats. They're, they're clean. Yes. They, they come and give you a cuddle when they want you to. It's yes. great to teach your children about consent. Yes. Dogs, <laughs> dogs are just like, yes, whatever. But yes. cats are like, not right now. Exactly. Maybe later. And we maybe later looks out. Cats, cats are great. Great. My husband, you and you said like dogs. Oh, Rhett would be so on board with you there. He's just not a dog person. They're they're loud. They're smelly. They have to. They you can't just leave them for like a whole day because they have to be walked and they're they're so anxious and oh what a a pain. This is why dogs are like kids. But they do love you unconditionally. Kids, I don't think kids love you unconditionally like that. Kids Mm. love you. On condition, they love you when they can get something from <laughs> yes, you. That's but that's what I I, I hate. I, I'm annoyed by that unconditional dog love. It, I feel so it's like too much. It's too much, yeah. and it's kind of like this is worthless love. Oh, it doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. It's only skin deep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when a cat walks up and sits on your lap, that you is know. A, you know this is a choice. True. That's a big deal. This is true. But okay, sometimes you know, like I've been in a very soft space right now, and I've been like. Wanting that, I just want this pet to come up to me and just be just your, you are its me. person, no matter what. Mm. You can have our dog. <laughs> can I have Julie too? No, 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 no. Look, look. There's only so much. I'll tell you what. We can, you can take the dog permanently, and Julie will want to visit. Okay. And there we go. That's the deal. <laughs> Julie, Does you Julie heard it have a first. say at all in this? <laughs> Julie, uh, for for you watching or listening, Julie is my wife. Um, I think obviously, and um, I, I think Sam loves her almost as much as I do. It's very close. <laughs> it's true. It's true. She's not it's even going to deny it. 
That's true, but not as much as I love you. Oh, oh there's so much love in this in this year's studio today. Thank you. <laughs> Am I your first love still? You are. Thanks. <laughs> sorry, Ray. Do you know what I would love to do? I was thinking about this. Sorry, sorry. I, Go for you it. You can't have another podcast start your podcast. Yes, I know. Take what? over. What? Go. Um, I was thinking I would love to get Ray and Rhett in this room. Oh yes. And I would love to interview them in the way you would interview them. <laughs> but like you know, the no judges. The one yes. question I would want to ask them is: Does the no judges principle really? apply in your own in home? home? Would you say your wife applies that to you, Ray? Or well, you, how would Rhett? I judge my husband though? I know, oh. I, I judge my husband hard. Yeah, I was going to say. Judge, okay, what do you judge Rhett about? <laughs> he, love, this is news to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. He, he, I, I judge him on how he's the fun parent. And so he arrives and I judge him on that he gets to be that person. I, I'm like, like, not resent, but I'm like... I judge him for it because he he doesn't even have to try hard. He just shows up and he's a fun he's parent. Captain firstly. Awesome right away. Yes. Secondly, he is really nauseous in the mornings. Like he has like morning sickness like you would have in pregnancy. He has had it his entire life. So every morning when he wakes up, he has to just take a minute, sit up at, like in bed and just like let it pass. But you have to hit the ground running. And so I'm up and getting the kids out the bed and, 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 and I judge him for it because he gets to do that. Yep. And I'm just like, what happened when you had morning sickness? I hardly had morning sickness. Remember, I had a very mm. small bout with Jess, mm. but with Joshua, I had no morning sickness. Because he's dealing with, Rich dealing with all the morning sickness. And he, <laughs> and he, to be honest, he didn't have a lot of compassion because he's nauseous every day of his life. So he's just like. <laughs> What are you I, on about? Come I on. deal with this all the so, time. Whatever. <laughs> and then we, he went and had his tattoo done the other day on his chest, and it went a little bit over his nipple. And I was like, oh, what was that you were saying about breastfeeding? Really? Mm. Really? <laughs> the nips being sensitive? Mm. <laughs> yeah, so I do judge him. See, I judge him. Definitely. I judge him I, for the privileges he gets that I don't get, and not because he, if he could change it, he would. He would, like, if he could take it away and do it differently, he would do it at the drop of a hat because he lives to make my life better. Mm. But this is true. He often says in our company how the kids are so much nicer when Charlene's not around. Like, they bring out <laughs> their worst slash best when Charlene's... Because safe space. Yeah. So, so I arrive and then just the, the, the wheels come Everything off. Everything just devolves. Just like, Mom, Jesus, put in my hand. <laughs> and I, he was like, they didn't do any of this. I've been with them the whole afternoon. I can tell you now, he's with them this evening and I will be home later. And he'll, I was like, how was your evening? Oh, fine. Dinner, Chill. read a yeah. story, went to bed, no problems. Done. Sorted. Mm-hmm. I, I'm again. I'm so sorry. I'm like completely. You gave us a set amount of time for this, and I'm completely. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I would love to ask his perspective of that because I can see when Julie is judging me because she she tries to hold back. She's a great <laughs> wife, a great partner. She tries to be encouraging, but I'll walk into the room or I'll do something, and her eyes just just dart down and up for like half a split second and it's more than enough for me. I'm what like, is she uh, judging you on though? Oh, oh, what I'm wearing, if I'm, what I'm eating. Um, <laughs> it sounds bad, but usually it's like, Terrence, that's like your second bar of chocolate today or do you really need that size bowl of popcorn? Talking, it's like, yeah. Talking you, with my eyes. Yeah. yeah uh, oh, you, you're going to have all of that. Oh, okay. 
that's fine. And she knows that like, you know, you can food shame people, but also her husband complains about having like a sore stomach in the middle of the night. Yes, and yes. Maybe this is the problem. And you're a nighttime eater. I am a nighttime eater. Because you're a night owl. So literally yeah. I'm eating at like two o'clock in the morning. I'm having something okay. to, oh, wow. to tide me over to breakfast, um, which you can see. <laughs> if, you're, if you're watching, you can see the effects of that. <laughs> um, so, Yeah. Um, she doesn't judgment. So she she definitely judges me when she is really hectic with like her work or life, which is often because she's she's quite busy, and I'm not. More or less. <laughs> so I I'm kind of chilled I out. I judge Rex on that too. I'm just like you have it so easy. <laughs> but then I immediately he's a really hard worker and mm. he will work. He he will never complain. He will get up even if he's sick. He'll get up at 4 a.m. in the morning and go run a job that needs doing. So I judge him for a moment and then I remind Re- myself of everything else. perspective. And then yeah. I'm like, okay, get up. See, I don't have that. I don't have the background of, of hard work that you can, I can rest on my laurels because she's <laughs> always worked harder than I have. So. And intensely. So yeah. Ray and I, are our work at the moment is like equally chaotic and intense and I felt, I've wanted to talk to you about this, but this is a great opportunity to bring it up. I felt that the division of labor in our household for the moment, because he travels a lot, mm. um, has evened out for the first time since having children. Mm. The default parenting, I'm still the default parent. It's still something that weighs on me and something I rally against um, you know, in terms of the patriarchy and yeah. women's <laughs> roles and gender roles. Yeah. And Ray and I often unpack it that I'm just like, you're not an arsehole, Ray. I did not marry an arsehole. But there's a lot of stuff that I think about that he doesn't. So this this ties yeah. in nicely with the, the story I was I was about to tell you is that we uh, earlier off, off mic that there's a – I'm on the school WhatsApp groups and email threads, as is he. But I'm the one who feels the weight of those groups. Mm. He doesn't care. So dads were asked a question on the group, a silly question about whether the kids could get, the boys could get dolls for Christmas. And I was like, of course they can. But the question was asked at the, to the dads. dads. Was address. So I quickly messaged, I forwarded to Ray, and I said, you better answer this. And now before I get stuck in, I get stuck in to, to the stupid question. There is such a thing as a stupid question. That was a stupid question. That was question. one of them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. My boy has two dolls and one that wheeze will, he would love. So please get him a doll that wheeze yes. while he's potty training. But yeah. Uh, how Ray did, did, did any other any other dads respond? This no. The, this is the no best. other do- no other dads responded. Some like moms at, did. At all? No no one responded at all. And Not then the later uh, this is a reflection on the school, so let me speak out of that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. The school said <laughs> That was very good restraints. That was very good restraints. <laughs> The school said, we were just joking, don't worry. And I was like, but that's worse that, now that that was a joke. Yeah. Why is that even a joke? Did that's you want to freak people out? That's well, the also, not a... What is that? funny about that? I don't know, are you saying that it's so crazy that your boys would get dolls yeah. that you're... Yeah. Just joking. Uh, just like, ki- no. <laughs> so I've got huge issues with that whole question thread. <laughs> so much so that it was like screenshots and angrily sent to Charlene and like, look at this. <laughs> I'm fighting. You don't know the restraints I'm breaking. 
interesting not to respond. But but this is a prime example, right? Because on the one hand, we're talking about about Ray and and you still kind of falling into gender still, roles, yeah, stereotypical types. stereotypical mm-hmm. gender roles, and yet our children are still being raised in these schools and other spaces along these gender roles. So it's. It, it's there's also a point where I'm like, okay, you can you can definitely fight the patriarchy, yes, good, but also get, you have to give yourself a break at some point because, because you're it's like salmon swimming upstream, hundred percent because the system is yeah. The system. If I had to, I mean, the same in our house with the school thing. Julie is the my boys go to an all boys school, the same school that I went to. By all rights, I should be the person that's most involved in their school life, and I exactly like Ray. I could not care. So Ray doesn't care. He's like, when I said to him, I messaged him and said, please respond to this. And he's like, I will. But who cares, Sam? Just don't let it get to you. And I did let it get to me. And I let everything else get to me that gets said on the group and all the other responsibilities. And I save all the dates that crop up and whatnot. So I'm curious, like, why aren't you, you, because you don't care? Does Julie does Julie care? I think it's so it's 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 two things. It's 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 exactly what you what what you're saying. That I know Julie already cares, and so in my mind, there's no point in me wasting brain space, the limited (laughs) brain space that I have, if I know she's going to be worrying about it anyway. And we've had arguments about this where she's asked me to do something, I'm about to do it, or I'm about to, and then she is already thinking about it and worrying about it. So I'm like, well, if you're going to worry about it. You do it. I'm mm. not going to worry about something that you're already worrying about. Uh, which but seems... it's because she can't trust that you'll actually <laughs> exactly. do it. So like, it just I want to give you this thing, <laughs> yeah. but I know you're not going to do it. So. so all I'm doing is proving her worst fears <laughs> by, by doing it that way. And I also think, I, you know, going to that school, all of the PTA were moms. Mm. Everyone who was involved with organizing outside the school stuff, they were moms. But... Don't they just invite the moms? They're like, the, so they try to. They they try. They involve the. Try they they to try to involve the dads, dad. but the people who are respond, it's kind. Of, it's the part of least resistance for the school, mm-hmm. is they know the moms are going to be the people who are going to respond. So they're much more likely to do that, and it is. I mean, I like to think of myself as a progressive father and husband. You are though. You are. Okay, I'll thank, give you that. Thank you. But yeah. but it's such a mental hurdle for me to overcome. To take up that role, a- and even to do it in a space where I've, if I've said, right, you don't worry about anything to do with the school, I will worry about the school stuff. Even then, when I'm like fully cognizant of of the fact that this is now my responsibility, it is it is like I'm overcoming an extra hurdle that Julie doesn't because she's been. You know, socially trained yeah. to it's, do that her entire yes, life, it and comes I'm so naturally, yeah, yes. and I'm battling thirty-seven years of the opposite. Yes. You know what really scares me is I think, and that I thought about this yesterday as we we recorded another episode that we're we're so cognizant, and I I include you in this. We're so cognizant of gender roles conscious parenting, really thinking about this parenting thing, and I think that we're of the, mo- I mean, the three of us are content creators in this space. That's how much we think about this. Yes, yep. yes. Yep. And that's not to say shame on other people who don't think about it. But if we are the ones really thinking about it, and we still struggle to overcome gender roles, I, you imagine how I'm scared. Other people are, yeah. are, 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 are,
you know, who maybe aren't surrounded by people who are asking these questions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's hard. I mean, my my only hope, and this is like my one little small hope, is that I can just move the needle a bit. Yes. And then my sons can mm. move the needle a bit and there, and so, and, on, and so on, and so on. We're not going to have Every the win and out. So <laughs> yeah. you're not going to you're not going to change the world no. in one day. No. Probably not in this lifetime, or your lifetime, or my lifetime. But whatever we can do here to make a bit of a difference for the future, and yeah, yeah. then at least you're doing something. Like I, yeah, I just I don't want my boys to be little assholes or big assholes. Yes, like I just want exactly. them to be like good people. people yes. <laughs> and if I can just help them by by working on myself to be better, so that they can be better, yes. then I'm like I'm planting the seed that yes. their grandchildren will one day play in I for the tree. I want to say to you, Terence, though, that I think that you are already doing better than you give yourself credit for because and I have to also give props to my husband here because when we're doing school he knows I'm on he's also on the school group but he knows that I've got it and so that's kind of my jurisdiction um, but when there is a school dress up or a this or a that he has arrived at home and he's like, listen, by the way, I got Jesse an outfit for Heritage nice. Day. By the way, I've done this for Joshua. That's really I've sweet. thought of an idea for him to make a musical instrument. It's small things like it's that. small things yeah. like that. That's a big deal. And so the, the support that you give your wife and even the conversations you're having with them and the way that you're placing yourself in her shoes from time to time and always I listen to a snippet of your latest episode on Have You Asked Your Dad where you take the feminist um, oh, yes. point of view on the, on the, <laughs> on the men cooking, cooking yes. when it's a, and I won't give too much of a spoiler, go listen guys. Thank you. But I, it stood out to me that that's the kind of way that you're thinking and so you you want to be a better guy and i mean you could have been just a dickhead that's that's just like yeah our boys will be boys my men will my boys will be men and no, 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 no. Yeah. you know that kind of thing you're not that person and my husband's not that person and sam's husband is not that person and so by just that small margin we are mm. already doing better yeah. for mm. our children yeah. than I've, than people who don't do that i've got to give my husband props you know what i did last week my it was Noah's second birthday and there was a lot of organizing that needed to be done and my mom sent me a message as moms and grannies do and said I'm stuck on a gift what can I get for Noah and I went mom I don't have headspace for this I'm going to forward all of this to Ray and maybe you guys can liaise and I literally did just that I just forwarded the whatsapp thread to Ray and he responded cool I'll take care of it and he was in the middle of something like in the nice. middle of like work crazy so for you to be able to just hand that I over I just forwarded the message with no precursor with no nothing I just he got the message that said I'm forwarding this to Ray that's the message he got and he put two and two together and when he got home he said I phoned your mom on the way home don't worry everything's sorted oh, what lovely guys you have and you know what he also did yes, yes. 
very much. <laughs> this is why I want to chat to them. I'm like, I'm kind of... Yeah. Ray, well, Ray won't mind being on camera, but I don't know how Ray would feel Ray's about it. Ray's very shy Ray's about it. Yeah. I will, nice I will make them feel so comfortable. <laughs> I, I bring them in and then I drop bombs on them. <laughs> you know what Ray also did for that party was you were obviously doing prep and whatever and we, we were on our way there and he, I don't know if you asked him to do that. I did but, ask him to do and that. And he but, was just like, hey, not sure if you've been to this location before. Here's the details. This is where you got to go. And just like that logistical stuff. As I was driving, I sent him a voice note. I said, phone my mom, get the gate code and send details to this group, this group and this group. Okay. And I trusted that it happened. It's done. Mm. So as teams, we operate as a nice well-oiled machine. You know, I can't Mm. complain. And I think the more that we talk and are open about it and realize that we need, which is difficult for me to do, ask for help. Yeah. Uh, I will yeah. say, though, that on this, on this podcast, <laughs> the things that we've discussed, I, I mean, I suppose I've been able to articulate my feelings more about parenting and what I struggle with because you have to really sit down and think about it. Like when you go to therapy, you have to mm. unpack your feelings. And so when I've had these discussions with Sam, then in our household, Red's taken note of that, you know, and he's like, I listened to that episode and you know what, you've mentioned it to me before, but the way you unpacked it there, it makes so much sense to me. And I can see him making changes around the house and in our lives. Wow. Because, and he'll, he'll reference, I know you've got the mother load at the moment. I've done X, Y, and Z. Mm, just the fact that, I mean, I know. Talking about this And they're listening to what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. They have a partner that, I mean, like I have a partner who listens to what I say and, and goes, okay, well, how can we. As a as a collective, yes. <laughs> make our lives easier together. And, and our kids and will see that. Our 100%. kids will see mm. that. And I I I think we're doing a great job. We're doing a great I job, guys. guys. Good high job. Five. High five. And so high you. Five. Also. High five. I'll take those high fives. <laughs> Always good. <laughs> let's let's get into that. I'm very curious as to my perception of you and Julie. Is that you have a very egalitarian household. You're going to have to explain that word to me. Um, <laughs> Let's look at the journalist yeah, over yeah. here, right? right. <laughs> that, that, that you have an equal division oh. of, of labor. Hmm. And so you have just spoken about Julie, which surprised me. And not, not that it makes me think differently of you. But I was just like, okay, you're a normal guy. Like you still struggle with those. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah with yeah. those concepts and that the way that we were all brought up in these gender roles. You still struggle with that, which I kind of assumed you know you kind of put someone on a pedestal i kind of assumed that you'd overcome unfortunately okay but (laughs) that i mean that does make me feel better it felt like you had overcome all gender roles (laughs) that you and julie (laughs) because you know and julie's smart man like yeah and i i I will say i will agree with sam because i would have also had i i find it surprising what you've shared yeah because when i've watched your content and your interactions I, i always get the sense that you kind of have it more way than most do. Oh no! And so it's refreshing, it is refreshing. to be honest yeah. about this yeah. because I think if that's the way I view it, if other dads or other families are watching you, it's good for them to know that this is yeah. real and it's hard. I mean, to be honest, there are things that I don't struggle with and I, and I give a lot of credit to that to, to my mom and my older sister, um, much older sister, significantly older sister. <laughs> 
I can't emphasize how much older oh, she is. Oh, okay, wow. So she's so really old. Sister. She's so I old. Vivian, <laughs> Vivian. Uh, she's uh, she's fourteen years older than I am. But I, I, I had these two strong, in different ways, women who who just kind of pulled me in and said like, hey, you're going to be cooking. Hey, you need. You, do you want clean clothes? You clean the clothes. You know, you yes. want if you want to eat faster, you need to come help in the kitchen. You need to, what whatever needs to be done. We're all responsible for whatever needs to be mm, done. Mm. Um, and uh, so, so there are a lot of things that I, I have no problem with, you know, thinking about the groceries or thinking about, you know, the dinners. And this is kind of something that we naturally do. Um, but when it comes to things like organizing family get togethers, organizing birthday parties, social organizing calendar. gifts, the social calendar, that's which is, again, a very traditionally stereotypically mom role. Yeah. I really struggle to get in on that in a way that is efficient and at, at a standard that matches Julie's standard. Expectation. I was just going to say, <laughs> I think moms, dads would easily do that, but they'll do it in a dad way. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, let's have a prize, have a couple of people over, whatever. Mm, it's a party. Mm, We're yeah. together and then I'll buy a cake from the local yeah, Why are you stressing bar, about seating? Whatever, or, yeah? or, or, <laughs> or like, why do we need matching decor? Yes. And like that yes, kind of thing. Exactly. But that's our standard. That's how we like to do it. And, and everyone feels special when she puts the effort in. Mm, and mm. and she feels she's she's the older sister in her in her family. So she's the, the older sibling and the older sister. And she feels a lot of that burden on the oldest as the older sister mm. that my sister also has yes. so julie's the oldest and you're the youngest yes oh wow yes which is why she takes care of me um no <laughs> yes but also no. <laughs> um so so there are these things where the the things that i kind of that i get credit for um isn't really difficult for me to do okay. and the things that i struggle with i almost almost don't do at all because it's such a struggle for me. So there are these huge gaps in our in our. Um, and she's really good at those things, so she just picks up the slack. Yeah, but but even even though she's really good at it, it's a lot. And mm. like we're saying, she's incredibly talented and and very capable. And her job is super intense. Yeah, yes. I get like a sliver of her job. Yes, you. And it's too much for me. <laughs> it's. Like I it's don't know how intense. she compartmentalizes. She doesn't what she does, and then still has. We have, shows up for her yeah, family. The, our, our conversations in the kitchen is very much, it's very hectic because she needs to obviously mm. de offload and, de and decompress. But but even with all that, me knowing that, and I still struggle to take the other things off her plate that I should be able to take off her plate. So mm. so there's, there's, there's all of that guilt involved. You know, I, it'll be like, oh, Terrence, it's your mom's birthday in two weeks' time. We should be doing this and this and this. And I'm like, it's my mom's birthday and she's worrying about it. Mm. And then it's like, okay, no, no, I need to get myself involved there and I need to text, I need to make sure that, you know, doing like you were saying, Rhett and Ray mm. would do, it's like, nope, I've got this, it's all sorted. And I just cannot get myself to do it. It's such a mental block. Do you think moms need to outsource more to empower dads or is it on the dads to do that? Um... I think it's a team effort. So, so there's there's a couple of things. I think we all have natural skills and talents, whether or not that's something that we were trained to do versus something that we just naturally can do. Um, so, if you can be certain that you, as a dad, are taking all of the other responsibilities that you can take, and and you're taking off, I don't know, other household pressure for, to give her space to do those things, then I don't necessarily think that you have to 
all be doing everything at the same time. Okay. I think it. I think you need to be honest with yourselves and go, listen, I am just better at this. It's going to take me half, th- the half the time, half the effort to do the same level thing that you would do, Terrence. Just let me do this. Yes. But... I'm going to need you to do all the carrying. I'm going to need you to sort out the, the garden. I'm going to need you to sort out, make sure we have the right food. I'm going to need you to, to the boys for that day is your responsibility. So, so you I don't have to think about those, those things, things as well. So, so, but I think where the problem comes in is that there aren't, there are, there are a lot of homes where there's very little that the father can, can naturally do. And in that space, yeah, it's, I think it's up to the dad to say, I have got this. Mm-hmm. It it's, might not be great. It's going to be a struggle for a while, but I've got this. And I think if fathers and husbands can say that to their partners with confidence, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's not like, oh, I guess I could do that. No, mm-hmm. I, leave this to me. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Once, you know, like, again, how, how relieved did you feel when Ray messaged you and said, don't worry, I've got it. I've called your mom. Mm-hmm. It's all sorted. Now um, we need to do that. On bigger scales. Mm, yes. And I, I do think like it was a lot for me to be like, because I felt like I was being rude to my mom. I wasn't engaging. I had taken photos in the toy shop of potential gifts for when the inevitable questions came. What can we get for Noah? Yes. You know, so I had that answer locked and loaded, but I had zero capacity in that moment to answer her. And I was grateful for my mom's grace in that moment to not take that personally, mm-hmm. to not go... Sam's being so short with me, mm. and I was I'm grateful. To do something nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, yeah. I was grateful for Ray taking that up and going. You know, I'm and not saying Sam, I'm busy with something important, and you just come at me without like a precursor. Mm. Everybody just went cool. If she's doing it in that short clipped way, she must really not we have know, the capacity. We know Sam well enough yes. to know that this mm. is. Yeah, we're in danger zone at the yeah. moment. So. Also, well done for getting better at asking for help. Yes, because I it's know been that hard. that is something you battle with a so, lot. I think we all do, don't yes, we? Yes. I, mean, I, I mean, I'm good. I'm you're good better. At it. Yeah, I'm quite good at it. Can you teach us yeah. Capricorns? I think it's a Capricorn mm. thing. So, okay, I'm gonna zip this up because yeah. we could be here we will probably be here <laughs> so, for much longer is, after this, I, this I, is so I, nice i take full responsibility i never get to just talk to people about this kind of thing <laughs> i was i was on the other side thinking about the time and have we got to the right you know <laughs> sequence of audio yeah, and now do, you can just relax and this is lovely so last question and i think it is also to kind of punt have you asked your dad because mm. it's such a great concept Nobody asks dads the stuff, man. It's always yeah. like, I don't ask your mom. Or God, mom's just the default. Yep. Yeah. Like, yep. mom knows the stuff. Actually, Elijah said something the other day. I can't even remember what the context was. <laughs> he Ray disagreed with me about a fact. We were reading a book. And um, I, I was like, I'm sure it's that. And Ray said, no, it's not. And Elijah turned around and he said, Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, Don't worry. I know you're the com- right one. Yeah. Yes. Come on, everyone. It's, we know that see, she's the boss around yeah, let's, let's see who we're <laughs> dealing with. The lower of all things. <laughs> um, but have you asked – so what are your top three questions that mm. people don't ask dads? Okay. Are you ready for this? Yes. Sorry. Because I'm not. Um, <laughs> I, I want to break out into that. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all ready for this? Yeah. <laughs> um, they're, they're all very cerebral questions. 
So it's, what are you afraid of? I think that would be the number one question. I don't think I've ever seen in, addressed in movies, addressed in TV. Dads aren't supposed to be afraid of anything. Great one, yes. Because dads are not, they're they're invincible. They're strong and nothing scares them. Yeah. So, So what are you afraid of? Um, the other one was, which we, we haven't actually done yet. It's like coming up in the, in Stay the pipeline. Tuned. So you're, Stay you're tuned. Stay tuned. Sneak peek. Yes. How do you deal with regret? Because dad's often seen as guys who like, oh, we, we just move on to the next thing. Like mm. it's water for duck's back. Mm. But that's not true because we're, we're people too. Yes. And we, we, we take on the, the failures and the inconsistencies and the things we've done wrong. And we, we deal with that oftentimes very badly. <laughs> uh, and I also think that it's very, being a parent or becoming a parent, it's very humbling. It really cuts you down to yeah, size. Yeah, and exactly. so if if you're a really confident guy, I look at my husband, he, he's just like confident in everything he does, how he dresses, and, and like just everything. <laughs> I look at him and I'm like, <laughs> I wish I could just have just, just a, a sliver, sliver. Just a sliver. Of your, <laughs> of your confidence. But he has expressed to me that... He doesn't know how to deal with this feeling because sometimes he does has done things and he's like, wow, I, I regret doing it that way. I should have done it differently. And if he wasn't a dad, he probably would have never thought of things in such a deep way. And so, yeah, yeah I think that's a great question. And then the last question, which is my favorite question, which is what I always ask new dads, like when someone says, oh, I've just become a dad, is what was the first thing that went through your mind when you met your child for the first time? Oh, that's a great one. You know, because we, we, we do a lot mm. of conversations around mother's experiences of becoming yes, a mom. And yes. the, rightfully so, sounds looking like Terrence. So. No, <laughs> so, no, but, no, but not at all. So we should, we should I, have yeah. more of those stories. But, I agree 100% because yeah. it's as much the dad's journey. It's as a huge it, deal for a dad. it's such a scary moment. It's really overwhelming. Yeah. I, I can only imagine what it must feel like. Because not only is your wife, say, for example, I think of my situation, I was having a C-section. My husband was standing there looking down yes. at me with like literally on the other side of the <laughs> screen. Like he says, like, her whole diff was out on yes. the side. And like yes. I he, saw that. he could see that and me. And he's like, can you feel anything? Not only was that really scary, but then here's a whole new human that you're responsible for. It's crazy. So, yeah. And I mean, we I've. I, I recently made a video about this. I, I've spoken to several dads who separately have told me that the thing that shocked them was that when their baby arrived, they felt nothing. Because mm. you don't know. It's not. It didn't grow inside It's, it's not you. the there same. It's a disconnect. It's a, there's a disconnect or they're overwhelmed by other things. Mm. But the, the overwhelming love and passion and emotion that they see on TV where the dad starts weeping and, you know, like holding their baby for the first time. Is, this is the most amazing feeling. They don't have that feeling. It comes eventually, yes. but they're so anxious in that in that few weeks or months before they feel true mm. like love for their child that they think that there's something wrong with them. Mm. Now, if other dads had if they if other dads had been asked that question and, and they've spoken about it and they've spoken about it honestly, which is the other thing, do do dads speak honestly? Not always. Um, if we can get dads talking about stuff like that, then you can have dads going, okay, well, I. I don't feel what I was hoping to feel right now, but that guy mentioned that he had the same experience. Yes, and so this is normal. This is normal. He totally adores his children now. It's going to work out. And that moment happens. I'll never forget seeing Ray. It was during COVID. COVID was hard on us. Mm. That locked. We we three spoke Mm. during that period. Yes, Yes. yes, we did. 
we spoke twice actually that yes, year. And we had nothing else to do. Yeah, <laughs> it was hard. It was a hard year. So yeah. I went through a pregnancy, and that year was especially hard on Ray. And I'll never forget him looking at Elijah, being overwhelmed for the love he had for his child and the fear he had for the second one coming and just bursting into tears. And I, at that moment, also realized that overwhelming love he is processing now. Yep. It's and only so, clicked yeah. then, in a slight the delay maybe. The weight of it yeah. has taken hold, you know. yeah. I mean, some dads, to be fair, I know dads who had the exact opposite experience who mm. just collapsed in a ball of gooey emotion and like, fantastic. By the same token, moms, though. Exactly. Because you also. have women who say that then, then you feel so guilty because you're like, this is my maternal instinct. I'm supposed to feel yeah. more Surely. for this being. Yeah. Am I deficient as a mother? Mm-hmm. You know, moms have that. Um, but so do dads. And that's so why dads. I love you and oh, the conversations that you... I'm such a fan. Oh, I'm you've, really you guys such have been fan. such a great... I want to say partnership with, with Aphrodite and now with Have You Asked Your Dad. Just having other people who have the same style of speaking about parenting who, who aren't necessarily parenting influences. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that, but that's not our vibe. Yeah, it's not. Um, and to see the kind of work that you're doing and sometimes to piggyback of that or just straight up copy. Yeah. What you're there? I'm not gonna lie. To collaborate, yeah, across across time and space, <laughs> um, is is such a it's it's great to have that as a like this little community that yes. we're growing. Yes, yes. Um, it it was very lonely when I started Aphrodite, and now I, I don't have to be that lonely anymore. While this. I was actually telling Tyler, our Tai Tai, what's up, Tai Tai? <laughs> I was telling her before you guys arrived that uh, you were very welcoming when. <laughs> TGE entered the fray because, yeah, they weren't. I Googled. I was like, let's do a podcast. Um, where do I start? Parenting <laughs> podcast, South Africa. And Aphrodite was the only one at that stage. There are more now. Yeah. And we are grateful for that. But Aphrodite was the one that cropped up. And when our first episode came out, this man so graciously yeah. landed so in excited. our inbox. It was so was lovely. So but that's the way we feel as well. And so we love that that is the relationship yeah. because the we're just like, can we all just like sit around yes. the table and just like, Come. we need more of this. Yes. Because, I mean, look, we, there used to be villages for this, right? Yeah. And we don't have that anymore because we're in 2022 and the world is falling apart. Yes. Um, so this is the only way, like your podcast, I, I can, I'm certain that there are parents out there who listen to your podcast and you're the only parenting community that they have. 100%. Which is a huge burden on you guys. It's a, it's a massive responsibility. Um, so good luck with that. But <laughs> but you guys are doing such a great job, and I'm sure there are there are loads and loads of moms and dads out there who are like listening to you, to what you're having to say and go, oh okay, I'm not alone. Yes, right, which is the thing that we want. Yes. So well done to you guys, and well done to you for having yeah. that space for dads because there is not women are. It's easy for women to talk and find find community and like find their, their their people, you know. I think for guys less so because on a big level, it's probably like you say, do guys really talk about mm. the things, you know? It's it's fun to talk about the rugby and the whatever around the bra or work or, you know, Bitcoin or whatever it is that <laughs> rocks your boat. <laughs> I don't know, you know? Crypto bro. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that can be discussed on like a, 
not superficial level, but surface level, surface Total, level, yeah, surface yeah. level. But when it gets right down to the nitty gritty, parenting can break you. And where do you go as a dad for mm. a safe space? So you go, you go to Terence. Yes, <laughs> Terence, where can people find you? Uh, easiest is to go to AfroDaddyOnline.com. Uh, that's where you can find all of the the content, the goodness stuff, or you can just search for "Have you asked your dad?" on any any podcasting platform, Spotify, iTunes, um, anything like that. And uh, we will keep trying. We'll keep grinding away. At yes. This. Cheers to that. Alrighty then. Yes. What is the bottom line? Well, I guess for me, uh, from that discussion, and I remember feeling it on the day when we had the discussion and just like recapping now, it's great to, well, firstly, things aren't always as they seem. Because Mm -mm. it might seem, because Terence is a content creator, you might look into other people's lives, especially this year, on Instagram and social media, and it might seem like everybody's got their shit together. Always seems like that. It is that. That's just the highlights reel. Reminder, viewers, listeners, it is the highlights reel. Even Terence and Julie have the same battles we have with the division of labor and the juggling of that. And something really interesting is that and what I never considered was the the gap, like bridging the gap between I know my partner needs me to take over here or take the lead. I know I need to help here. But it, it's almost, it, it feels unnatural. I, I don't really know how to do it. It's, it's a skill I have to learn still. Mm-hmm. What was nice is that camaraderie I feel and felt in the moment of knowing it's hard. And I mean, in the beginning, we chatted about all the things that are weighing down, making me a Grinch. And when I unpack all of those things, it makes sense. And often in that, I feel very lonely. Mm, mm. And in talking to you, I feel a little less lonely. And in talking to Terence, even more so. Mm. And what is really nice is to hear that there are some people, perhaps long-time listeners or new viewers, who feel that way and listen to us and feel a little little less less lonely. lonely. Yes. And so that's the bottom line for me is... Grinch it up, guys. Whatever. Feel the feels. Feel your feels and be in the moment and notice when you're detached and give yourself the grace when, you, when you're when not in the fucking mood to mm. make inner palm and chocolate chip cookies. Yes. That's okay. That's okay. Pick it up when you can again. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it was nice. It, it felt very validating to have Terrence... In part of the discussion and and sharing that he he feels the same struggles and mm. that and that he and his wife has this, have the same struggles as what we do, we do in our, our couple partners. Partners. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. I am reminded of a video that you shared last year, and I think it's got Matt Damon in it, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> it was a little social media snippet of how they go through all the things in Christmas, and then they end up on the couch. Drinking a glass of wine at the end of the day. And I don't even know. Do you remember this video? I think you Vaguely, shared it with me. Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember the crux of the video. But I, I'm reminded of that at the end of all of this, I can look over at my partner and be like, what 
the fuck just happened to us? <laughs> you know, you're like after Christmas and after all of this. And, and you just, you, I can look over at my partner and be like, we have been hit by a train. Mm. But look at us. Here we are. We're still standing. <laughs> High five partner. We're going we're, we're gonna to get through another one of these. And yeah. Lord knows why we do it. But one day we'll probably understand why the mother load, especially at this time of year, and the division of labor takes such a huge yeah. toll. I think that's the, the most the sanguine point for me here. And the ultimate bottom line. I don't have any answer. Mm. Next time, see you again. Mm. We'll be talking about division of labor <laughs> and making it festive. We ding, still ding, ding. haven't figured it the <laughs> fuck out. <laughs> but, but you know what? You know what helps is to keep talking. Yes, yes. As we always say at the end of our discussions, our very lengthy, deep weighing discussions. You know this. If you want to chat with us, please weigh in on this conversation. Whether you want to swear, rant, cry or have a good laugh or laugh at yourself. Please hit us up over email at info at the great equalizer at gmail.com. Or DM us a voice note on Instagram. Record one on your phone. Hit us up over email info at thegreatequalizer.co.za. Also, feel free to like and subscribe to our new YouTube channel. What? what? Not that new anymore, but no. we're enjoying it. We are. We are. <laughs> Guys, your support as always is so important to us. You have no idea how much every like, love, comment and share means to us. Please don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts or rate us on Facebook. Whatever your poison, find us and leave a loving review. <laughs> Except for TikTok because we're not there yet. We're old AF and I don't know if we're the target market. <laughs> Hit the subscribe button though. Wherever you might be uh, interacting with us on don't forget to hit the subscribe button because every interaction brings one mom closer to sanity. I believe it. Yes. In my heart. We will manifest that into reality. The more we're seen, the better the podcast will do and the better will be for you. I do want to say, closing on that thought, thank you to the mom that I've been liaising on. You will, you shall remain nameless. But thank you for your email and I'm so glad we could chat. And um, it just it meant a lot to me that what we had discussed about in our earlier episode about the coughing and Joshua mm -hmm. Arrett being so sick and whatever – Thank you for reaching out. We do get your emails and I promise we do revert, even if it takes us a couple of days. Yeah, <laughs> we are there. Charlene, you are doing a very good job. And so are you, even though you're depleted and exhausted. <laughs> and you don't look it. I know you said you feel hungover and haggard today, <laughs> but you look beautiful. Haggard and broken. <laughs> I guess that's it for, for this week. Yes. And for this episode. And, and this year. And this year. Yes. Good grief. Yes. Until next time, my friend. Yes. Keep your, your mom, mom game strong. Shout out to our producers over at Autumn Aperture and Arc Studios, including our editor Tyler McKenna and sound engineer Stephen Creel. Please review our show notes for more on today's topic and expert guest. And for more on The Great Equalizer, our website is always a good idea, www.thegreatequalizer.co.za, along with our social media platforms on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and now YouTube. And of course, if you want to chat with Sam or Charlene directly, email us at info at We would love to hear from you. <laughs>